Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another edition of That's Entertaining. Joining me once more in the Batcave, Alex Duehi. Alex, welcome back. Thanks, Nathan. Alex, how's it been going? Have you been entertained by anything recently? I need, I need some, I need some levity. I need, I need some help. So I've been busy watching the Olympics. Um, I got my wife uh, into Battlestar Galactica. <gasps> the new one? Yeah. Oh, so good. I know. So we're going through that. We're all the way through to the final season now. Final five's coming out. It's, uh, you know. That's such a good show for like, the first two seasons. Oh, my gosh. I know. And then it's just like, what happened? I know. The, it, it gets a little complicated, right? Um, but uh, all in all, it's, it's a pretty good show. It's a good watch. I'm actually pretty surprised that she enjoys it. Continue. No, hold on a second. I gotta make sure that I'm using the right uh, recorder. Oh, okay. I forgot to check that. Cut my side off again. <laughs> oh, hey, it's using the right one. So I guess we'll go with it. <laughs> okay. Um, That'll work. Preferences. Ladies and gentlemen, this is what happens when I am rushed, stressed, any of the above. Yeah, I think one episode he was mad at me, he cut off my side of the microphone, so... <laughs> Uh, you know, I'm going to leave this in. This is just a peek behind the scenes, things that happen. All right, so audio output is built-in and input is Yeti. I'm only doing this because Mac always wants to change what the input is. Mm-hmm. And I, I try. I usually am able to go in and check these things and make sure that it's the right one. Mm-hmm. Today I forgot to. But, hey, it's the right one now, so. You know what the problem is, right? It's Mac. It's a Mac. <laughs> Says the guy on an iPad. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Sorry to cut you off. Battlestar Galactica. Please continue. Yeah, no, it's, it's a good show. It's going well. She's into it. I'm into it. We've been watching the Olympics. Uh, we went and saw the couple movies that we reviewed at the theater. Um, other than that, that's been pretty much it. I'm I'm looking forward to football seasons coming up. I started Madden's playing. I played Madden up. last night. I'm not gonna lie. I got on to download EA Access, the, my version of Madden, early mm-hmm. this morning, and it still said coming soon. I was playing it last night, so I wasn't able to download it. Now, let me tell you a little backstory. The reason I got up early to download it was because I got on Xbox app this morning and I saw that you had an achievement that said played it first. And I got super jelly bear. And and I got on, I was really disappointed to find that I could not play it yet. So I'm not sure why that is. I don't know if you bribed EA somehow or sent them something. <laughs> they listen to the but, show, so. You know, it, it's it's fine. It Hopefully it doesn't take too long to download. I downloaded the whole app because I actually have the game pre-ordered. So hopefully it will just unlock and use that download to access mm-hmm. the game. But I'm looking forward to playing that tonight. Bears are playing another game. Life is good. Nice. So as, about you? as mentioned, I played some Madden last night. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I'm, yes. I'm going to give my brief... Uh, Opinion. Okay. And this is just playing it for one game. You're squinting. What does that mean? No. The featured team is the Rams in this game. Like you know how it opens up and it's 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 the Rams. The lost Rams. The lost Rams. <laughs> okay. I'm so I was like, 
why are you doing this to me? Oh. It's like they leave me, and now they're like it is the, the same big team, star. Though, but you know it's, it's I mean? not. That. I mean, they got a new quarterback. They got a rookie quarterback. It just the soul is not there of the team. And so yeah, they got Gurley still. They've cut. They LA cut Kyle. Sucks the soul out of this. They team. cut Kyle Long. <laughs> And did. Uh, Laurinaitis is gone. They did, yep. They, they did do a little purge on defense. This, <sighs> it's this not the same team for me. I mean, those are my, my guys. So, anyway. So, who are you rooting for now, then? I don't know. I'm rooting for the Lost Rams. The Lost Rams. <laughs> <laughs> um, my uh, initial take is it was kind of cool to see that, you know, the Rams were the featured team. Mm-hmm. It was Rams versus um, some other. It was an NFC wildcard game scenario. So you play through that, and yay, you get your uh, you get your win your first game kind of thing going on where that achievement popped during EA Access. You have to do all this before you can access the game. Well, yeah, I mean it's it's the initial thing. You have to play through this first. It kind of shows you some of the new how it works and things. It's like a movie sequence kind of. Yeah, right? exactly. Because okay. you got the voiceover, you got the hey, yep. we're doing this, and then they have this one thing. Have you ever played the Telltale games where you have like the choices? You have to choose one thing or another. Yes. Like at the end of the drive, you're like, doesn't matter who gets the ball, but we're gonna get the touchdown here. And it's like okay, so you choose X or B. It's gonna be Tavon Austin or Todd Gurley. <laughs> I'm like, what are we oh doing? God. We're like one step away from this being like a, a Jerry Maguire type game. <laughs> okay. You know what I mean? <laughs> but I gotta say. I'm not terribly a fan, and it just could be because I'm resistant to change. I thought the last Madden was perfect. The last, the last Madden, was, Madden was perfect. It was an improvement. So what, what's different? It has a different feel to it? It feels Place. different. They changed oh, the boy. kicking. So kicking is now three button presses instead of the stick, hmm. okay. um, which is going way back. I mean, hey, I'm all for making the kicking more complex so it's not... A given every time you it's kick wherever really it is. It's not really more complex. I figured it was more complex before. I mean, I just want it to be more difficult so it's not just an automatic three points mm-hmm. anytime you're in field goal range mm-hmm. or remotely close to field goal range. I don't want it to be automatic. I think the league is trying to do that by backing it up. So it's easier now with the three buttons? No, I mean, it's not did easier. Did I I did actually. Did I missed. You? Oh, okay. I missed a couple. Now but I'm happy the problem is, points, but there, I was I was streaming it on my Twitch uh, channel. Okay. Twitch.tv/spiderjedi. Oh boy. So I was I was streaming <laughs> on my Twitch channel, and on the Xbox it has this little thing that appears on the bottom, it's like broadcasting to you know seven viewers mm-hmm. or whatever, and it's a little box that's right there. It's kind of intrusive, because I couldn't see when you're doing the three button thing when to hit the third button. Because it was behind that. Yeah, you can't get rid of it. Unless I stop broadcasting. So, and, you know, I just... So we're going to see lots of Madden streams minus the kills. (laughs) Or miss kicks. I'm I'm trying to go with two points all the time. Um, But, you know, it's... I played a game of it, too. And there's a lot of changes on the defense. Okay. Um, I mean, nothing bad as far as that goes. But I just... The last one was so good... And they've improved on it with the mechanics on this one, and now there's more, more juke controls. That they changed how you juke and how you jump and do different things like that. Does it feel more like, in terms of a realistic? Does it feel more realistic? I guess I should say not as much as an arcade style as it has been the last couple. Honestly, of Honestly, no. I think it feels more of an arcade style. Uh, and I was this playing. This is on... my one fear every year that it gets more arcadey to the point that we're just going to be using one joystick <laughs> with our whole hand just to. Well, it's not to that point, but my 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 the reason I say that is because 
like when you're running with Todd Gurley, right? You hand him the rock, and then you're running with the ball. There's this little track that appears in front of your character that shows where you're going to go. I'm like, what is that? Where I know you're where you're supposed I'm... to go based on the play that's no, called. No, where you're going. It's the track that, it's like, <laughs> you're pushing the stick and you're going to go this direction. It's just showing you for like 10 yards where you're heading. And you can't. I mean, again, I've only played this for like an hour. That? I haven't okay. looked into the settings very much. I've just been, I've been playing it as sure. they want me to experience it. And I gotta say, I'm not super happy with the experience. Like, I, I, I personally think Madden 16 is the best Madden game that I've played. Presentation is still really good in this game. They changed the commenters or commentators. Okay. So now there's different people, and it was kind of funny. I was, you know, how you can skip through like the halftime show and everything. Yeah. He made a comment. Well, someone skipped through the halftime show. Really? Oh, that's <laughs> hilarious. Oh my god. I thought that was kind of funny. Um, but you know, I was. I Who played are the commentator? I mean, do they sound good? They sound fine. They okay. just sound like you or me talking over a football sure. game that know what they're talking about, hopefully. But I just, I really think that. It's just, it doesn't feel right to me yet. And, I mean, sure. obviously I put hundred and plus, over 100 hours into Madden 16. Right. Um, Madden 17, though, I, I, I've i only put an hour in so far. Are you on a 10-hour limit like yeah, in previous it's, trials? Yeah, it's the trial. Okay. So I've only played through, you know, as the Rams. And it's kind of funny. It's like, we know last year you said your favorite team was the Rams. Do you want to change that this year? I was like, mm, maybe. Wow. <laughs> that's that's pretty That's pretty cool. I like that. I, but... I guess uh, I'm gonna have to experience Each it for own, myself. Right? Yeah, yes. it's just plus you got the EA access, so it should be ready for you to play whenever you get home. Yeah, I mean, um, it, it, you have a pretty good feel for games. So, I mean, my concern every year when Madden comes out is with the changes that they make, are they going to improve or are they going to, you know, not improve? Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I don't want it to feel like an arcade style. If you've ever played any of the 2K games, I want it to feel like that. Right. I want I, it to feel realistic. And I just want to say, like, my being jaded. By playing as the Rams in Los Angeles and being called the Los Angeles team, just that could affect me. I mean, this is the first time I've played it with them not being in St. Louis. You know what you could do? Go back to Madden 16? You could, if they have a franchise, just start one as the LA Rams and immediately relocate your team to St. Louis. I don't St. think Louis. you can do that. You can't do that? Oh, you can't. I don't, I don't know. If they, if they can, I will. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I'll bring Tom Brady on board. Um, and they look the same, right? So you can't yeah. tell. I mean, the stadium is different. I mean, it doesn't feel right to play outdoors. Outdoors as the Rams and the home team. I mean, I'm fine with playing outdoor games, but I'm like, Edward right. Edward Jones Dome is That's that what it was. still a, a stadium I, that you can use? I don't think so, because who who would call it home? The Lost Rams. It's just it's upsetting, you know. Yeah, I, I don't know. So today I'm in a weird mood too because the Ram, the Rams thing last night was just kind of that. At least you got to play. I <laughs> I played through it and I was just like, after I got done with that game, I just turned it off. Yeah, and that's not like me. I, I would have gone and done something else. I just mm-hmm. turned it off. And uh, um, my dog is on Prozac now. Oh boy. Uh, fun. It's been very stressful. Um. With him because the girl dog, she's usually fine. She's cool. She just chills, mm-hmm. whatever. He, since we moved, has not enjoyed being at home at all by himself. I see. So, new environment? New environment. Jennifer started a different shift. She's working days now instead of the, the evenings because before she'd work like a, an opposite schedule with me a little bit. Okay. So the, the dogs wouldn't be home alone hardly at all. So you have to spend some time with your wife now, is what I'm hearing. Oh, I do. And it's fine. Uh, okay. <laughs> but the dogs don't like being left alone. Like, 
yeah. it kills me every time. Like this morning when I came into work, I put Anakin and Ellie in the kennel and then gave them treats. I gave them calming treats. I gave, before we went to the Prozac route, I gave him calming stuff like treats and adjusted his diet to a way that should help him a little bit too. And I got this little pheromone thing that should, you know, calm the dogs. Sure. Um, doesn't seem to be doing anything. The so. pheromone thing didn't work for us either. I yeah. mean, we, we actually, because he, our, our dog has really bad separation anxiety. That's, that's what, that's what started with Anakin. He hasn't yeah. been like this. It just, since we moved, uh, the new environment and the change in schedule. I've seen the movies. I know how bad Anakin has separation anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yes, he's we, becoming we, Vader. We, we we have to actually give our dog a, a little bit of a like a Xanax type pill that the vet prescribed just to calm him down. Yeah, I mean, so it really just makes him kind of sleepy. But so I don't know how this is gonna affect him. I mean, obviously they said I gotta be on it for thirty days before we see any change in him. Sure. Um, and it was a t- really tough decision. Yeah. To put him on, I don't, I don't like the answer being medication. Yeah. I don't like that being, there has like, to be something else, yeah. I'm not doing something right or something else, but I've tried everything I could to make it work, mm-hmm. and I just, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I called the vet, and I was talking to them, we'll see what they suggest, and they're like, you know, we, we've heard this before, especially with a beagle, this might be the the best and option. especially if Jennifer's been working mm-hmm. and been at home with them for so long, like, you know... My wife is home for the majority of the day, give or take a few hours when she has to leave for work. That's not terrible. Mm-hmm. To always have someone constantly be with the dog and then all of a sudden not. Mm-hmm. It's a shock. Yeah. And they don't know how to they don't know how to comprehend it. So, mm-hmm. but I know what you mean. It, it feels like there should always be an answer, not just okay, give him pills. Exactly. I hate that as an answer, yeah. but. I mean, it's like I'm a cop out answer, right? Yeah. As a doctor, it's like a cop out answer. Uh-huh. Like, what can I do to avoid this? I'm gonna take these pills. Yeah, so it's, 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 it's worth. Well, a that's try. gonna suppress the symptoms, but is that gonna cure the problem? Right, exactly. So, and the whole reason is, I mean, he was hurting himself trying to get out of his kennel. Yeah. So he was trying to get out of his kennel. He like injured his paws, and they were all swollen up and everything. And so I'm like, I don't know. To save him from hurting himself, it seems like the Small best answer. Enough, you can bring him to work. He, you, know, you know how that would go. Um, but so, so he's like super hype right now then on the Prozac? Or is that... It's is not that really not affecting him yet. Okay. Like when he does take it, he seemed a little bit tired after he takes it, like initially, but we give it to him in the evenings because it's when he first gave it his first one. Maybe we should give it in the mornings. Yeah. But um, he just, I don't know, it's it's tough. Yeah. I mean... And yeah, you love them like they're your children. They are my kids at this point. I mean, yeah, I I don't have any kids, and mm-hmm. at this point, I'm not planning on having any, any kids. So, my dogs are my kids. Yeah. So I I want him. I want what's best for him, so that he's not hurting himself. Like I have a camera on them, but I had to turn the notifications off because I it got notified whenever there was somebody like any movement, any movement, any yep. sound. Um, yeah, but... I get I get notified. Get I get notified when there's a shift in the sunlight mm-hmm. through the blinds of the window where I have the camera pointed. It, notify, it notifies me for movement. Mm-hmm. Like that's completely counterproductive to what I'm trying to accomplish yeah. here. <laughs> so mine I had it turned on for sound, and so I would I would get so many notifications, and yeah. he'd just be whining, and it, it's breaking my heart every time I hear him. And then Ellie, I mean, she's just kind of there. She's It's kind of funny. I was watching him. He was he pulled a couple of the, the rungs out of his kennel, mm-hmm. so he could put his head through and was trying to like get out and stuff like that. Jeez. Every time he did that, Ellie would start barking at him, and then when he stopped, she would stop barking at him. It was kind of funny. So, you know, in my infinite wisdom yesterday, I decided, you know what, maybe it's because he's in a kennel that he's not having such a good time. 
So I I took him out of the kennel and I just left him in the basement. And it's it's like a finished basement, so it's not like it's a dungeon or anything. Right. Um, put him down there and I, you know, closed the door, left. For a while they looked fine because I was, again, watching him on the camera. Right. But then I see him digging into the wall, like literally. He's like digging into the drywall. Oh, and Ellie was the one that I actually caught doing it. So she was like scratching out a little bit and like putting her face in there, like chewing at it. And Man. So I got two pieces of drywall that need to be repaired now. But you f- Don't you just feel so helpless like when you're just watching it on the camera? There's not, literally nothing you can do. Be destroyed. I mean, yeah. my, my dog ate up my Beats headphones a couple uh-huh. weeks ago, like $250 headphones. Mm-hmm. I saw him doing it. I just have to sit there and watch him do it. You know what can I mean? you talk to yours? Like I can talk to mine through the camera, but it only stops him for a little bit. Yeah, he like, does not. He it, it it's like he knows that I'm not there, mm-hmm. physically not there. So like he'll look around to see like where's this noise coming from mm-hmm. for a second, but I don't have to listen to it because no one's here to take it away from me. So mm-hmm. he'll just keep doing what he's doing. So I mean, you feel really helpless just sit there and just watch him destroy something. Yeah. So yesterday, I went home and I was doing some work from home, and I worked in the basement. I closed the door with mm-hmm. the dogs in there with me. I put them in the kennel and out of the kennel a couple of times just to make them feel, because that was some of the training that they said was like, you know, train them to be back in the kennel and right. not like it's going to be at the end of the world. Mm-hmm. So anyway, this is not dog talk. Oh, sorry. We, we, sorry about that, guys. I mean, Nathan and I don't get too much of a chance to talk during the week because we're so busy. So this is like our catch-up time, too. <laughs> yeah, and it's just... In case you can't tell, I mean, it's affected my mood a lot. Um, yeah. Like, it, I feel very stressed out, very helpless about the whole situation. Yeah. And I know, like, next week he's going to be left alone a lot because I'm going to be out of town for uh, for business. Yeah. And I, I, there's nothing I can do, so I had to turn the notifications off on my phone. So I can still look and check in on him. Is there any way you can mute the microphone so, like, at least you can check on him and make sure that he's not doing anything, but you don't have to hear him whining because that just really oh, breaks yeah. your heart. Yeah, I, I can do like... that, too. Um, but I just, like, I want to make sure he's not hurting himself, so I'll, I'll pop yeah. in every now and then and just make sure, like, he's moving around okay. Yeah. But when I, by the time I get home, then you actually check on his paws and stuff and make sure he's still okay. Yeah. His paws are, like, swollen the other day. Jeez. But they were, they're fine now, or this morning they were fine, but, yeah. yeah. Anyway, so that's a coloration of what might be affecting my mood as we talk about this, uh, <laughs> discussion today. And so I mentioned last week that I didn't know what we were going to do next. I didn't know what we were going to talk for the longest time. And I just found out yesterday. <laughs> yeah. I just kind of decided yesterday. So I, for the longest time I was like, I don't know what to do, you know, take a break, do this or that. I mean, we're close to 100 episodes and I really want to get to that 100 week without missing a beat mark. Mm-hmm. So that's my goal. And uh, so to do that, I was looking around. I was talking to some guys and someone mentioned Sherlock. And I was like... I love Sherlock. Mm-hmm. And we've, we've talked about it before, talking about Sherlock, doing, yep. doing a discussion on it. And I decided, hey, you know what? There are, I think, 11 episodes of Sherlock to discuss. Um, so there's three seasons, two epi- or three episodes each. There's nine there. There's the movie, the, another standalone episode. And there's a web, web one that we might cover on its own or maybe another one. Anyway, sure. there's at least 10 weeks worth of content here because these are movies pretty much. These are oh, yeah. literally an hour and a half long. I mean, what do you think of that format? I, I think it's great. I mean, I, I mean, it boils down to about six 40-minute episodes, mm-hmm. right? If you, if you split it up, hour and a half, hour and a half, right? You split it but up. they stand alone they like do. a good movie. They do. And I'd rather have one continuing story mm-hmm. rather than like, I don't know, maybe eight or ten episodes that mm-hmm. 
have different story arcs that are shorter, but I mean, and then you gotta like factor in some bigger storyline that covers underneath all of them, but this is much more concise in a way that you can separate case by case for Sherlock, so mm -hmm. I really enjoy it. Yeah, and there's a through line too that follows. Yep. So it's great. So that brings me to what I'm saying is that welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Cumber Block. Oh, this is. Uh, we're gonna start with the, the first episode today, or the first movie. I mean, I'm gonna I'm just gonna refer to them as movies yeah. pretty much, uh, because like we said, they're they're the production quality is of a good, of a good movie anyway, and we're gonna be discussing the Sherlock BBC TV series that is available to watch on Netflix. I think you can watch all of it on Netflix. Or there's that one episode that's uh, on YouTube, which is like a five, ten minute show. And uh, after that, we'll get into Doctor Strange because Mr. Cumberbatch is playing the titular character. And following that, I think we'll uh, we'll talk about Robert Downey Jr. because you know he's Iron Man, he's a contemporary to Doctor Strange, <laughs> and he also portrayed Sherlock. So we'll check. Yep, and we'll we'll talk uh, with him with him. We'll talk about him. <laughs> I just got super excited about this show. <laughs> we'll talk about him on on those two episodes after that, and then there was a more recent one starring another Marvel character, uh, portrayed by Ian McKellen. Obviously, he played uh, Professor, not Professor. Um, Magneto. Gandalf, yeah. Gandalf. Yeah. We're trying to keep the Marvel connection. Here. Oh, sure, sure. So he also portrayed Dr. <laughs> the <laughs> I can't talk. Magneto, played by Ian McKellen, also portrays Mr. Sherlock Holmes in a movie called Mr. Holmes. So that's the upcoming slate. Uh, we'll start with the Cumber Block. We'll talk about the the BBC TV show. Then we'll talk about Doctor Strange, and that'll conclude our Cumber Black, but we'll talk a little more Sherlock after that. that. Sounds awesome. To get into it, though, ladies and gentlemen, today, please join us for our entertaining thoughts. BBC TV series, series, I can't talk, <laughs> the BBC TV series, and this episode is entitled, or this movie, if you want to call it that, A Study in Pink. This is the first one, this was in 2010, this is the one that introduced you to this new reimagining of Sherlock, this new modern day character, uh, Sherlock portrayed by um, Benedict Cumberbatch, and Watson by Morgan Freeman. Morgan, Martin Freeman. Martin Freeman. Morgan Freeman. <laughs> Mr. Holmes. Um, we need to discuss this a little bit because, I mean, it's... Uh, in 2010, the, the way that they portrayed this in the opening scene where you first get that press briefing and, you know, it's when those text messages come up there. When I first saw this, I was enthralled. I was like, this is great storytelling. This is Because before then, people didn't really know how to use text messaging in a film. They didn't right. know how to do it. They were like, oh, I got a text message that said this. Right. This was the first that I saw that was 
this is a really cool way to do this. I love what they're doing. Yeah. And it's a great introduction to the character of Sherlock. He's watching this press briefing. He's emailing everybody or IMing everybody. Yes. In in modern day, they immediately yeah. go after it. Exactly. And Brilliant. it's a great, great reimagining of the character. Yeah, because I, I got to tell you, it's a real turnoff when they try to do the whole, I got a text and they either read it out loud or they show me some dumbed down screen that's obviously visually edited so it's just like a big blue screen and then the letters on there mm-hmm. it's like that takes away from the the realism of it i much prefer this i think house of cards does it too i haven't seen too much yeah house but, of cards does yeah but i mean it's just brilliant mm-hmm. brilliant way to start it off so that, that's one thing that you notice immediately is that this is more of a it starts out with Watson going through his, like, you know, he's dreaming of the war that he was in. Like That's PTSD. Yeah. Yeah. So it kind of introduces you to his character and it gets you a good, effective backstory, relatable. Mm-hmm. Um, because the original Watson was from a war. Uh, he was in a war, too. I can't remember which one. Uh, I'm not terribly familiar with the original stories, quite honestly. I would love to have the time to read them, but yeah. I just, I, I super enjoy watching the characters oh, on the yeah. screen so i i would honestly just prefer just to watch him first and then right. read it later but um what do you think of let's just talk about the first two characters sherlock as benedict cumberbatch and um benedict cumberbatch as sherlock whatever <laughs> <laughs> I, I sherlock's playing benedict cumberbatch think about that <laughs> starring that'd be benedict hard cumberbatch. yeah <laughs> um and uh, Martin Freeman as Holmes sure. or Watson. So th- this is probably most people's first or mainstream exposure to Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah, because before this, he was in a TV show in the BBC also that I watched in one episode of, but I kind of fell asleep and never watched anything other right. of it. And he's absolutely brilliant. He's flawless. I, I mean, mean, his it's, delivery and everything. It's, the arrogance is amazing. I know. I know. The, the sass of his character uh-huh. is just hilarious. But, like, it speaks to how well he's studied the character of Sherlock Holmes. Mm-hmm. Right? Because, I mean, you look at... I haven't seen the one with uh, Ian McKellen, Mr. Holmes, but I've seen the ones with Robert Downey Jr. Just the, the, the it's type... It's a different interpretation. Just the, I'm just thinking about, not to speak on those movies, but just the type of person that Robert Downey Jr. is. Well, that's the, the most... way that he portrays Tony Stark. Yeah. It's the same quick delivery, mm-hmm. the wit, the sass, everything. Benedict Cumberbatch does it flawly. I think he looks great for the part. I think Martin Freeman is a perfect compliment to, to John Watson because Martin Freeman is a, an established actor, and that was the headliner probably mm-hmm. as Watson going into the new TV show. But um, I just think the the whole, uh, what whatever you call it, the whole, just the way that they play off each other, the, the way they look, the way they act, the play the character, it all works brilliantly. And and the film job on the, at least this first episode, amazing. Well, very high quality for a BBC There's a lot of show. BBC programming that, this kind of opened people's minds in the, in North America yeah. to look at similar content like Luther or something like that from right. BBC. The stuff that I've watched from BBC has all actually been high production value, like really good filming, you know, quality and cameras right. and things. Um, and the storytelling that you get from the BBC, it's probably the formatting, really. Yeah. Because they, they don't try to aim for 22 episodes in a season or something like that. You know, they just, you know, 10 episodes maybe, mm-hmm. three Three hour and a half long episodes? Yeah, because I don't need or want a bunch of filler episodes. Right. I want to progress in the main Mm storyline, you know, and and just get whatever story you're trying to tell as a whole, 
Just and that's, spread it out evenly over time. Don't right. give me a bunch of the beginning, a bunch of dead episodes in the middle, and then just you know pack it all in the last uh, couple episodes of the season. And that's what Netflix has adopted that kind of methodology too. With and it's working exactly. It's, it it's a working. concise story. They don't have to worry about advertisers or getting people to come back every week yep. because you know oh we gotta get the series finale or exactly. this or that. It's it's really well put together storytelling that's enjoyable to watch. Mm-hmm. And you know I used to be a big advocate for. I don't want to start this show if it only has one season because I don't want to get attached to a show or get attached to characters and then have to go find something else. I want to, you know, start a show that has multiple seasons. But now I'm the opposite. Now I'd rather have a short, concise story, and even if it's just a, a one-season wonder, mm-hmm. I'd rather just watch that and consider it a an extended movie. Mm-hmm. And I enjoy that for what it is now, and uh, rather than them drag it out for a really long time, right? Kill themselves or just have a bunch of filler episodes that more eat my time than anything else. So this is much preferred, and, th- and this is still the way Sherlock does it is still a very interesting format. I don't think any other TV show has adopted this type of formatting because no. when they released the new seasons, I never saw any of them. Like when they when they aired. But do you know, do they do uh, one week, two week, three weeks? Or, like you know what I mean, they release one episode a week for three weeks? Or do they do just like a, a Sherlock week? And No, I think it's when they, the last season aired, I think it was for the first, for three weeks in a row, there was a new episode on a Sunday. I think that's what it was. Okay. And then it was done until so three weeks. the next one. Yeah. Okay. So. It's interesting. It's, I mean, it's. It's captivating, and it, and they do a good job at telling each story. Like I feel like, in each episode, because of the length, I get a conclusion. Mm-hmm. I get some kind of resolve, not a cliffhanger every episode, right? Or not a I can't believe I just watched that wasted my time Walking Dead episode. <laughs> not to point any fingers, but it it's really good. The characters are really good. I thought the story that they chose to go with uh, was pretty interesting. To speak back to the the texts that they show you, they also do that with Sherlock's uh, thought process, which is mm-hmm. really cool as a viewer. You get to connect with what he's looking at, what connections he makes with what he sees, his mind, and how, exactly, and how he comes to the, his conclusions. That's really cool. That's better than him just saying, "I got it," or or just telling it, and you don't know how he arrived at that conclusion. So mm-hmm. it it demeans his credibility a little bit. At least now he has a logical thought process. Some of it is still uh, educated guesses, mm-hmm. right? So it's not concrete. But his thought process is there, and, and he just bases it off of probability. So most of the time he's right. Like when he first assesses uh, Watson, Watson, he's like, yep. your, your brother gave you this phone and this and that. And that. Right. It's, like, it's brilliant. Yeah. And it, it, it's funny because Watson's like, this, this is brilliant. And they said, you know, you just said it out loud. I like, sorry. But it's like... As a viewer, you're the same way. You're like, that's really cool the way they put mm-hmm. that together, where they do that. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, it, it's great. I am I had to restrain myself from going right into the next episode because I knew we were going to be talking about it today, and I didn't want to confuse any story arcs or anything like that. I just mm-hmm. want to keep it separate, just one movie at a time. So I had to, I had to refrain from doing that. Otherwise... I probably would have just finished out the first season. Mm-hmm. And that's another three hours. Oh, so. yeah. Um, so let's talk about this st- uh, study in pink specifically then. Okay. So in this episode, there's a guy that comes and, well, you don't know that at first. 
you just see people that are taking pills and then they end up dead, right? Right. And people are trying to figure out, is this a homicide? Is this just coincidence or what is it? And, you know, when Sherlock gets excited about there being a serial killer, he's just, that was hilarious. Yeah. Come on, it's great. It's great. I love these. Um, I will say, though, he said the game is on. Right. That's kind of like a new that, update. Uh, it's kind of like an update, though. Who says a foot anymore? Sherlock Holmes, that's who. But that's that's more of an update modernization. I guess. It's a... But he's, he's an odd character, right? So if anybody's going to use a foot... It'd be okay if it came from him. Okay. I guess. I don't know. It was just, you know, because, like, when he's saying the line, you want him to say a foot because that's what you know about the character, and he said the game is on, so it was, like, a little, uh, but it's okay. I'll get past it. He's brilliant. In this, we get, and there's also the the character development plot of Watson, right, who has that psychological limp. Mm Mm-hmm. And by the end of the episode, I think he's it's gone, right? Because he's kind of and you know it. they never really address that in the first episode. Um, they, I mean, he he tells him about it, and I mean, even the guy that we find out later is Sherlock's uh, brother, right? It tells him that it's it's. I love that entry, by the way. Yeah, it, it, but that it's psychosomatic, right? Mm-hmm. That he he doesn't need the cane actually. That it's because he misses the war, not because he's terrified of it. Right, but they never really address it between Sherlock and Doctor Watson. He just, you know, I think it was when they were chasing the cab, mm-hmm. running out of the restaurant. That's when he forgets the cane, and he just starts running. Mm-hmm. And it's never brought up. Like I would have preferred like a really sassy comment from Sherlock to him, something like "I told you you didn't need the cane" or something like that. And then he just kind of like is in 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 realization of the fact. Although that- there is brilliance in the storytelling that they did it that way that they did. You know what I mean? Just like have the cane just you, you kind of lingers there for a second and see it's gone, and he's running with You're it. You're right, because maybe bringing it up would alert. That's him the American in you, right? Want in that, right? I, that, I guess that's <laughs> the American part of me. But but you're right. Maybe it, it's the brilliance in the fact that it wasn't in there. Because if he alerts it to him, maybe he regresses mm-hmm. to using the cane again. So and I mean, and I can't honestly remember if in future episodes he doesn't bring it up mm-hmm. because I mean that's big. Yeah. But this 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 plot. Even when it gets to the point where they, they track down it's the cab driver, mm-hmm. you know, and watching it again and realizing that, oh, yeah, this is the cab driver, seeing those first three people, you, you understand why it makes sense and how it all pulls in later, mm-hmm. watching it a second time. Right. Because you're like, oh, yeah, they all got into a cab. Or the the girl that was missing the suitcase because it was in the cab. Mm-hmm. Um, and then putting it all together, and like, yeah, it was, a, it was a cabbie, they call it, that was doing this, and then... Um, what do you think about the motivations on the cabbie? Like, the reasoning why he was doing it, though? Um, so when he, when he started to explain, um, and Sherlock started to piece it together, it, it became more apparent, his, his logical, because, like, when you first sit down and talk to him, it's like, okay, he's sick. All right, I understand that. Why kill random people, though? You know what I mean? And then we discover that it's because he's being paid to leave money to his kids because he never made a lot of money as a cab driver. I'm not saying it's okay. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying I understand his thought process. However, if his motivation was to just kill the people to get money, the more people he killed, the more money he got, he'd want to try to stay out of the limelight as much as possible. But it seems also like almost like a personal thing for him to outsmart Sherlock, mm-hmm. even to the point that, I mean, let's keep in mind, Sherlock, as brilliant as he is, he didn't actually put the pieces together until the cabbie walks up the stairs in his own apartment 
and he sees the the credentials around his neck. Mm -hmm. So he didn't even put it together. But I feel like the cab driver wouldn't even be in that position. He wouldn't put himself in that position. He would just be like the wind. He would mm -hmm. just be gone. You know what I mean? So I would have preferred if Sherlock figured it out as opposed to the cabbie trying to like dangle it in front of his face because I, based on his, his motivations, I don't think that would be logical. He wouldn't want to be caught. He wouldn't want to be challenged or tested. He'd want to just quietly and quickly kill as many people as possible before he died so his kids had the most money. Mm -hmm. That's my only thing. However, it was pretty enjoyable to sit there and watch them figure out what pills he's going to take, you know, which one is... Do you think one was actually not poisoned and the other one was? Because I figured they probably were both poisoned because the dude was going to die anyway. I figured that they were both poisoned, but then if that's the case, then how did he explain the game to everybody else, make them take a pill with the contingency that he found so much fun, he called it, was that he would take the other pill at the same time? If he took the other pill at the same time, then how is he still alive? Mm -hmm. Unless he unless he obviously tricked them before they took the pill. But I thought it was a cool twist that if they were both poisoned, they could pick one of the pills or the gun. Not that he would take another pill themselves. He would just say one pill's good, one pill's bad. Obviously lying, you take a pill, they're both poisoned, or you take the gun. And the the you know, the out-of-the-box thinking would be to take the gun because it's not a not a real gun. Mm -hmm. But the goal wasn't to do that. The goal was to kill psychological. them. Psychological. Yeah. The, and, and it seemed more like a psychological game, but his motives didn't add up to just being this psychological mastermind. That's where I think there's obviously someone behind it. Yeah, and he spoke about this fan, right? Sherlock's got a fan. Obviously, and, Moriarty. Yeah, and, and I just... I don't know that this was a, a great entry story, I think, mm -hmm. right? But um, I'm looking forward to some future more complex. Mm -hmm. uh, and from what I remember, like I said, it's been a while since I've watched this. But from what I remember, when Moriarty does finally make an appearance, it's it's actually really good. Yeah, and I think it's a season, like maybe the third episode. Okay, so I, I assume he's probably like the the uh, uh, arch enemy. Or mm -hmm. real arch enemy, mm -hmm. or uh, uh, for the first season or two, uh, maybe all three. I don't know, um, but that uh, just it set it up really well. And maybe because they had to introduce the characters and build some backstory, how they met, how, you know, uh, what kind of people they are, everything like that. Maybe because they had to use that time for the first part of the episode because it's the pilot. Maybe that's why they chose this simplistic story, mm -hmm. which is fine. Yeah, I mean, and I thought it was really good too. I mean, I was engrossed. You know, to the point where Watson shot him, right? Mm -hmm. You were engrossed, you were wondering, and then you you kind of think like Holmes at that point and be like, well, he wants to know which one, what would have happened. Was this poison? Was this not? Would I have been smart? Would he have been, would he have got smarter than me? Because, mm -hmm. I mean, then you're like, you're to the point where, well, I don't know what to do. Mm -hmm. So I liked that, the way they told that scene, that storytelling, the way Absolutely. it unfolded. And then with Watson obviously coming out and taking that shot from, a building away, it was actually really tense, that the whole moment there, that whole build-up, that crescendo, we'll call it. Mm -hmm. So, And I really liked how at the end, after it, after it was over, he was trying to figure out who shot him, and he's talking out loud with the cop standing right there. He's like, you're looking for somebody with a military background. He looks over at Watson, puts the pieces together. 
And it's like, you know what? Just ignore everything I said. He's like, you know, I'm obviously in shock. Look, I got a towel. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the comedy in the show is also really good. It's, it's like, hilarious. Like the the girl in the morgue who puts on the lipstick and is like, I was wondering if you'd like to get coffee. Yes, black, please. <laughs> and then she takes the makeup off. He's like, I'm like, where would it go? Right. Because if I could pinpoint some kind of a, an arrogance or the type of character that Sherlock is, it's when he was trying to discuss the, the woman in pink that was on the floor and that other forensic guy, Anderson, started talking from outside the door, and he goes up and he said, thank you for your input, as he shuts the door in his face. That's Sherlock Holmes right uh-huh. there. That's what I want to see, and he does a great job delivering those lines, and that's why I think fans kind of gravitate to that. Mm-hmm. It's funny to see. It's uh, it's true to the character, mm-hmm. and he does it in a, in a great way. So, Really enjoyable performance. Um, yeah. I, I like the music that they have that accompanies this. I think that it's just really good storytelling and all. Um mm-hmm. And would this be a great Sherlock Holmes movie? Yeah, I would think by so. Itself? By itself, yeah. I think it would be a decent one, too. Again, I'd prefer more of a complex uh, or a, a bigger uh, mm-hmm. mystery that's being solved. But I think, I mean, looking at it as this whole series is a book. Yeah. This is just the first chapter. Exactly. So, you, yeah, you have a standalone chapter. This is great. This is really good. The seeds right. have been planted to further on right. down the road to understand more of the characters right. and more about who actually the fan is and right. things like and that. If, and if you're watching this, if you would watch this as a film, like in a, in a theater or as a release, right, and it's just a film, standalone film, you, won't, you wouldn't get as much positive reception because is there going to be another movie? Do, you, you do or you do not know. You, you never know, right? This mm-hmm. is a TV show you know another chapter is coming. Mm-hmm. And that's what's really exciting about it. Mm-hmm. And from what I remember, when the series, like the first uh, season wraps up, it ends in a, in a way that could or could not move on. I mean, that's kind of how a lot of the BBC shows are, I think. Yeah. Like they, they could or they couldn't. Yep. So looking forward to discussing the next entry into this oh my gosh, me too. next week. I think it'll be really good. I can't remember the name off the top of my head for the second entry Something of the show. Something about a banker, I want to say, right? Yeah, it could be. Sure, we'll, we'll go with that. We'll, we'll talk the blind banker. The I blind see, banker. Yeah, just looked down and saw it. I, I and, and this one got really good reviews in BBC, and it was one of the. It still stands as one of the most watched BBC episodes of all time. The blind banker. Uh, no, uh, sorry, I'm Study going back. Pink. Study in pink. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I can see that. It's it's a, it's just really great storytelling, and I absolutely fell in love with the character of Sherlock and also Watson and the portrayal of all these other, yep. you know, the, the Lestrade and all the other characters that are in there. I just, Smart casting. It's great, yeah. I mean, in, in 2010, you got to think Martin Freeman, this was coming up on his casting in, in The Hobbit. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, he, he was probably a really big name in England. So th- this was just really smart casting all the way around. Mm-hmm. Love Benedict's voice, by the way. Oh, my God. I can't, oh, yeah. get, I can't get enough of his voice. I think it's kind of funny that in The Hobbit, um, obviously Martin Freeman plays The Hobbit, and then there's one of The Hobbit movies where Benedict Cumberbatch is the dragon. Yep. So, that's good. Yep. Any final thoughts before we move on no, to the I next episode? No, I want to go home and watch Sherlock. I do too. And play Madden. Madden season. I'll talk about that next time, I'm sure. All Hopefully right. it will not be disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, that'll do it for us this week. You can find Alex on Twitter and on Xbox at D-O-U-E-1-H-1. I am on Xbox at Spider Jedi. I am on Twitter at Sith Nightmare, S-I-T-H-K-N-I-G-H-T-M-A-R-E. Um, the show is on Twitter at EntertainingPod. You can send us an email. That's entertaining at gmail.com. 
You can also find me on the Play Some Video Games podcast every other week. I'm on there, kind of helping out, talk with some of the stuff video game related. I'm sure I'll talk about Madden on there tonight, too, or whenever whenever you listen to that episode of PSBG. And I was recently on the Geeks with Wives Capes Crew podcast. We talked about Suicide Squad on there. So You're becoming like a local celebrity on podcasts, <laughs> no, right? No. Someday. No. Uh, go to the GWW and check them out. Um, and that was on the Capes Crew episode. They have a whole feed of, of good content over there. So, Alex, the game is over. No. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we thank you for listening. We hope that you have been entertained.